Jersey Judah, back once again with another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapels. All right? It's not the CC. It's the CCC. It's the triple C. Not just cool, common collective, but the Crimson Capsule Chapel as well. Boy, I'll tell you, today has been a very busy day for me and I really can't complain I don't know if it's just me but there's times where like you you kind of need that 
ability to be busy. And I think today came in handy for Monday going back into the workplace. This will be like this would actually be the final week of the summer hours, which is 715 at 430 for me. Um, coming back Monday, it'll be business as usual, 2.30 to 10.30. So I'm going to figure some type of scheduling out for me to still do episodes. But fuck all that shit. We got Gerbert Johnson. Gerbert Johnson. As he dives in, I've seen this video nearly a week ago. I was supposed to go over this shit shit happened, you know, wasn't really feeling like doing much of anything. Had to dig myself out of that grave, out of that fucking funk that I was in, but I'm back. Manosphere and the pills. This is a 32 minute video. It's actually longer. I just snipped the beginning. So you guys should check out Gerbert Johnson, G-E-R-B-E-R-T. Okay. Johnson, y'all niggas should spell. Y'all should know how to spell Johnson. Okay. This is not hooked on phonics. This is not hooked on phonics. We're not doing any syllables. Look up this nigga and, and check him out. He's a young cat. And he breaks down the manosphere in a very comical way. Although I, from now on, will call it the male space. I will not use that terminology. Quite honestly, and people who are part of this shit, they know that that, that is cringe. Manosphere is cringe. Not the people within it, just the title itself. It's cringe. There's one thing that I fucking agree with fucking uh, Richard Pooper Scooper Cooper is the fact that the manosphere, the, the term is, is, is cringe as shit. All right. This is a 32 minute video. It's probably the longest video that I'm going to ever go through. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to try to pause to add some type of value to it. But if I can't, we'll get through all of this video by the end of the day. By the way, it is 546. It is actually beginning to rain. So <laughs> let's just get this shit cracking, man. All right. Manosphere and the pills by Gerbert Johnson. According to the General Social Survey, male virginity has been on the rise, shooting from just 8% in 2008 to 27% in 2018. Eight. By the way, it's 2022, and we're at 30%? We're at 30, no, we're at 31% of male virginity ages 18 to 30. So... <laughs> It's, it's only going to get worse. 20% increase in 10 years is crazy, and 27% is a very high number. But there are a few important things to note about this graph. The first thing is that it ends in 2018, four years ago. Now, this might not seem like a very long time, but given what has transpired in these four years, I would say uh, th there are big differences between 2018 and 2022. 2018 was obviously before the Modelo infection. It was before 
TikTok was even a thing. This is truly a bygone era we're talking about here. If you look at where the graph spiked around the turn of the century, you could uh, infer about some things that might have led to it around this time frame. Let's just say the rate of growth was consistent. If we would extend the graph to 2022, the number would be around 38%. But given the significant events that have transpired over these four years, I have reason to believe that it spiked even more. Also, if you factor in the response bias that is intrinsic in every study that's a survey. Um, dudes be lying. Dudes be saying they fuck way more than they do. Not me. Not me. I really am about it. The the societal expectation on men is, you know, you got to get bitches. And people will act like, no, it's totally fine to be a male virgin. But we all know what it is. It's definitely, you would, it's embarrassing. Also, I think people, women don't understand that <clears throat> men do have like, an amount of pressure from their teenage years going forward. Um, you know, if that person decides to go to college, then the pressure is turned up as a man to not necessarily be a ladies man, but like, you know, to get pwned. Like there's no other, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's childish. I know, but that's men. A lot of us, including myself at times, can be completely childish. Childish, right? If a guy, by the time a guy is 18, let's say if a guy is 18 and he's not getting laid, he's going to feel that pressure. Nobody can, that motherfucker cannot lie to you because when incels were just virgins, there was there was no community, in other words, <clears throat> And there was no, like, camaraderie. There is no uh, tribe. It's just that one loner. It's today, even loners like myself are more comfortable, ironically, with social media. The same thing that we hate because we see other people going through similar things that we go through. So it's very interesting. Like, it's a, it's a pressure that men get early on to have sex. Today, well, when I was growing up, it was the pressure to be in a relationship, which, of course, equaled consistent sex. All right. The like relationship at that time to get into a relationship is is very important. Right. At that time. Today, it's really just about getting pussy. Let's be honest. There's PUA. There's a lot of PUA. Uh. Uh, PUA guys turning into dating coaches and shit, so they kind of transform. Or they, they, they pretty much. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they've converted. <laughs> they've converted their PUA game and pretty much added it on to the dating market. But really, guys are just really out trying to get pussy. Consistent pussy. Like it doesn't have to be a multitude of bitches. How about one decent bitch that's willing to give up the pussy? Right? Now, he's going to go in even deeper, so I'm not even going to keep talking. 
This graph is about young men. It doesn't factor in all of the guys over 30 who are in divorces or sexless marriages who are, are effectively facing the same problem. They're just from a different generation. It could be that if you just find a random guy on the street, it's a coin flip now to whether or not he's getting any action heads or tails to see if he's getting any head or any tail. And when you think about it, that's pretty wild. So it's very clear why there is a manosphere. And this is data collected from all around America. It would make sense if it was just in my area because me and my conglomerate of Sigma males have effectively monopolized all of the cooter within a 200 mile race. <laughs> Yo, this nigga's shot, bro. Like, yo, y'all got to see the video because the video is I've clipped. I've clipped the video about three times because, like, there's so much funny shit in there, like so much funny shit. But like <laughs> conglomerate of Sigma males, you know, Sigma males is a very like it's an easy it's like an easy thing to talk about because everybody within, you know, the male space will use the term chads, you know, Tyrones, and they would say automatically these chads and Tyrones would be alphas because they would have that alpha mindset and they would have the, you know, they carry themselves in a very masculine way. A lot of people won't come to the conclusion that maybe those guys are in fact Sigma males. Because like the whole alpha shit, like, like, no disrespect to alphas, but the whole I'm an alpha shit is stupid. It's very childish. We're going back to that word. That's the word of the day, kids. Childish. It's very childish to consider yourself, well, I'm an alpha. I mean, it's one thing to say I'm not a fucking beta. That's one thing you can say. I'm not beta. But just, just go around and saying that you're alpha. I mean, to each his own. To each his own. It's safe to say that at least 40% of men are involuntarily celibate, and I can find graphs that are actually more extreme than this, okay? This is just the most popular one. Unless you want to try to argue that these guys have zero bitches because they don't want to have any bitches, then 40% of men are incels. At least. I would say 50. I would say it's half and half on God. Now the truth is, young men are clearly struggling not only with dating, but with life in general. They lack community, independence, brothers, father figures, and mentors. In recent years, all of these things are becoming digitized. Beneath all the jokes, I am one of these young men in need of guidance. I know there's a problem. The question is, are these figures in the manosphere a positive influence? Or are they using this alpha male persona to profit off of young, often lonely men? Are they good role models? Or are they just radicalizing white boys on the net? <laughs> the manosphere is just a general term for dudes talking to dudes on the internet. But it's all, it's anti-feminist. It doesn't really have a defined start date. Um, the man who's considered to be the, the grandfather of the red pill is a guy named Rollo Tomasi, who wrote a book called The Rational Male, um, talking about intersexual dynamics. It sort of opposes this idea of toxic masculinity and advocates for men to be naturally masculine, 
more assertive, dominant, and competitive. And it says that women like that sort of thing. Another book that's important to this whole space is The Game by Neil Strauss. It's the foundation for all this pickup artist stuff. But you could say The Manosphere has been around for a lot longer than that. The comedian Patrice O'Neill was talking about a lot of the same themes in the early 2000s on radio shows like Opie and Anthony. And you could say these radio shows were like the the early version of these these Manosphere podcasts. This guy, this young man, knows what the fuck he's talking about. This young guy and young man knows what the fuck he's talking about. Because I've talked about the Opie and Anthony um, radio show for many years. I've mentioned Patrice O'Neill. I play uh, clips of Patrice O'Neill. And Patrice O'Neill was low-key probably the, the first black guy to really go on this talking point. Wasn't even considered any type of sphere. There was, you know what I'm saying? Like, from the beginning. And guys like Tom Likas, I think he mentions Tom Likas. Tom Likas in the same way. But Tom Likas is more connected to both subjects because he was talking about this shit on the radio. Like, Opie and Anthony, Opie, I said Opie. Opie and Anthony didn't talk much about too much manosphere shit until Anthony got divorced. Then it became, you know, being divorce raped and paying alimony, all this other shit. That's that was more of their talking point. It wasn't until, in my opinion, Patrice O'Neill jumped in there. Just a fucking talented fucking comedian, bro. Like naturally, like one of those dudes who are just naturally funny and he and he's not trying like niggas are funny without trying to be funny. Like, it's almost repulsive that this nigga didn't make it into any real spotlight. But that's the type of guy Patrice O'Neill was. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to Patrice O'Neill. But this guy, this young man, he's getting somewhere. We have today. Same thing with Tom Likas. I, I generally don't like what women are. Which is what? As... <laughs> I generally don't like living in a world where being what a man is, 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 is a horrible thing. And no matter what a woman is, it's a wonderful thing. This is like back in like, probably like 2009, some shit, 2007 at the least. This nigga was ahead of his time, man. This is what they're doing. They are the society. They're bringing men down. All of this was before it was called the red pill, obviously in reference to the matrix. Taking the red pill is awakening to a harsh reality and refusing to be diluted. The red pill has evolved to be a much bigger thing, not just about women, but that's how it started and that's how I'm going to approach it. All right, so let me give you another hidden history. And it, it, it kind of makes more sense that the red pill is actually like there's a group of people that consider themselves red pill, which are just like radical conspiracy theorists. 
there there is also a red pill now this red pill is connected to the actual manosphere and red pill because of its political uh, ideologies you know a lot of these guys who would consider themselves like like Alex Jones for example Alex Jones is red pill, but not red pill in the intersexual basis. He's the red pill on the harsh realities of shit going on. And, you know, speaking out about it, I checked out a fucking interview with Andrew Tate, somebody he's going to mention later on. And this interview is like an hour and 30 some minutes, but it's a pretty good interview. I, a guy like Andrew Tate to me is a guy who's very useful. Okay. I don't think, I think, I think his character is just that. It's a character. I think who he is as a person can be similar, but I think he's just more, um, he's more, I would say, on the lines of, like, like, like Alex Jones is like uh, Andrew Tate is like the the Alex Jones of the manosphere in a sense because like he's he's completely over the top. He's charismatic, right? Most most of the time, most of the time when motherfuckers like him speak, like everybody's talking about it. You know, it doesn't matter if they get rid of his social media accounts. He, he's becoming, you know, a fucking phenomenon at this point. And it's always the guys like and like I said, I I represent the male space. Okay, it may be called the manosphere, but I will consider it the male space. And in the male space, there's only about there's only about there's about less than a handful of certified guys in every category, right? So the incels have certified guys. They have TFL niggas. Shout out to Oreo, man. Can't TV, um, Infinite One, all these old niggas, right? But they're they're like the the niggas that when motherfuckers mention TFL or mention incel, they they'll mention Oreo man. Um, they'll mention Kent shit like that. Incel TV. Um, in the black pill, it's like it's it's a split because there's like the weird. There's the nihilistic black pill, and I believe that there is just the black pill in a, in terms of red pill on steroids, where you don't even – shout out to red pill, a.k.a. black pill on steroids as well, another good content creator, where these guys, they take everything about self-development and stick with that. Anything that involves uh, like the nature of women, that's that's also going to be in the conversation. Picking up bitches, that is not going to be in there. You have to do that yourself. Talking to bitches, that's not in there. You're going to have to do that yourself. You see what I mean? It, it splits. Incels, ironically, would call other guys what they would call, like I said before, a couple episodes back, they'll consider MGTOWs to be uh, incels in denial. But if you look at the content creators in there, Gone With John, shout out to Gone With John. Um, I can, I will say Coach Greg Adams is in that category only because he considers himself a free agent in the free agent lifestyle and all that shit. Um, look at Hammerhand. He's obviously not an incel. He has kids, right? 
they're not incels. They're men going their own way. Now, yeah, they're going to still talk about the nature of women and the shit going on with women because that would only be a reminder to those guys, and including myself in this case, to stay on the path where I'm at, which is minding my fucking business. You know what I'm saying? Minding the business that pays me. Let's get back into it. Because I think that's how these ideas get popular is guys need help with women. That's that's the foundation of it. The Red Pill used to be a fringe group on the Internet. It grew on on sites like Reddit. But even then, it was still just limited to a blog. It wasn't a very big thing. But it has continued to get bigger and bigger to the point where it's mainstream at this time. There are very large figures in the manosphere. Fresh and fit. Um, there's a growing niche of self-improvement. Jordan Peterson is considered to be part of the manosphere, but all of this stuff really blew up recently with one man. Fourteen supercars. Yeah, this thing. Yeah, okay, listen. Let me give you all the narrative real quick. So, the reason why I like Andrew Tate, right, is because. He has a natural charisma about him. Like he can talk about the most dumbest shit, but the way he explains it, it's it's so like it almost catches your attention. Like I'll go through YouTube like a fucking failure, or I'll go through like Facebook reels and shit, and I'll skip through fat bitches, dumb bitches, retarded bitches, dilapidated bitches, twerking bitches, uh percolating bitches, bitches doing all type of dance moves and shit and goofy challenges. And then when I see a, a clip of Andrew Tate, I have to go back and watch. This nigga right now, he's doing an impression of Andrew Tate. And I got to admit, it's pretty funny. Five mansions. I'll tell you why. When I wake up in the morning, 4 a.m., I, I get up to piss. Bitch over here, bitch over here, some little bitch. Go take a piss. I have the mindset to conquer. I look at life like a chessboard. My father was a chess grandmaster. I'm biracial. I look at life like a chessboard. And every move, I strategically plan to conquer. I'm the king, and you're a pawn, a peasant, brokey, wagey, peon. Oh, it's misogyny, it's toxic masculinity. You're a beta. Beta. That's how that's how that nigga says it too. You're a beta. I gotta bring that back. This nigga's shot, bro. This nigga's fried. This little nigga shot the fuck out, dude. I gotta bring that back. Is Rolo Tomas, who wrote a book called Refusing to Be Deluded. The red pill has evolved to be a much bigger thing, not just about women, but that's how it started, and that's how I'm going to approach it because I think that's how these ideas get popular is guys need help with women. That's that's the foundation of it. The red pill used to right, be I gotta I gotta I gotta bring this up a little bit more. Alright, it's coming. This thing is bugging, bro. <laughs> 14 supercars, five mansions. I'll tell you why. When I wake up in the morning, 4 a.m., I, I get out to piss. Bitch over here, bitch over here. Bitch. <laughs> Go take a piss. 
I have the mindset to conquer. I look at life like a chessboard. My father was a chess grandmaster. I'm biracial. I look at life like a chessboard. In every move, I strategically plan to conquer. I'm the king, and you're a pawn, a peasant, brokey, wagey, peon. Oh, it's misogyny, it's toxic masculinity. You're a beta, a four-time kickboxing world champion. Pull up in the Bugatti Chiron. Sparkling water only. Oh, God, please. Yo, if y'all don't know who the fuck Andrew Tate is, like, just look him up. Like, bitches don't like Andrew Tate because Andrew Tate, what Andrew Tate is... He's a classic example. He would be like the nineteen like seventies like Sean Connery, double oh seven, right? Like this this nigga got gadgets and shit. He kicks niggas in the face. Like he's like Rex Quando from Napoleon Dynamite, but actually legit. You see what I mean? Like I fuck with Andrew Tate because of his arrogance. Certain guys can have that arrogance. If you kick niggas in the face for a living, you should have arrogance. You should have that. um, You should have that level of bravado, that machismo. You should have that. That should be within you. And for a guy like him, it's within him. Now, like I said before, I believe it is a character. It is a over-exaggerated character that gets people's attention, right? Jordan Peterson, let me just say this. Jordan Peterson is not a part of the male space. Now, I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way. I'm just being direct. He's not in the male space. The reason why he's not in the male space is because he technically doesn't align with the male space. Most guys who speak on this shit are borderline Trump supporters. I want to give people just a fair warning, okay? We didn't like Trump because of who he was on television. I, me personally, who the fuck he was on TV, The Apprentice, I give a fuck about Trump as a celebrity. Uh, President-wise, that's a different story, right? When you have a guy who will say, oh, well, you know, I just think Trump was was too masculine and the things that he did was 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 just too toxic. And it's almost like if you hear Coach uh, Red Pill when he talks about Trump, it's like this hatred. Like, nigga, what are you like? You're not even in this country. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like some some people don't realize that just because certain guys have the same talking points doesn't necessarily mean that they're all sitting around buddy buddy on a fucking round table planning to take over the globe like that's just not happening what usually happens is um these guys like like uh jordan peterson who stated that you know the MGTOWs were a group of weasels and a group of guys who couldn't get laid power phrasing, but I may have added a little bit more, but pretty much he was talking a lot of shit about MGTOWs. But he was, I think, and a lot of people pointed out that when he apologized, sort of a half-hearted apology, especially from Jordan Peterson, somebody who's very emotional as a man, and I don't say that to really disrespect him, but it's something you notice. The nigga cries a lot in a lot of interviews. And look, 
you know, everybody has their downside. Every every guy has their down moment. Sometimes you gotta shed some tears. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta put in some pain to deal with those tears. You know what I mean? To fight that. It's the same with loneliness. You find things in life that you like to do, and maybe you'll be comfortable with being alone to a point where you're no longer lonely. Now there'll be times. I say this only for the guys that are going through it because like the dating market's trash. Doesn't matter if you're not that guy or if you're not in that category, you're not going to get matches like that. So if you if you listen to a lot of guys who will tell you, look, don't go on dating apps. Don't 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 do this. Don't do that. Right. You have to come to the realization that if you don't have women in your area, then what are you doing besides going your own way? So, I don't know, man, but like Jordan Peterson, he's not part of the mix. I just want to throw that out there. Scaring bubbles, pussy. But more on that later. At this point in time, there are so many different pills and ways to define them. It's all so goofy, all these internet terms, but uh, I'll just formulate them in a way that... uh, that I feel like is most, that's most intuitive or easy to understand. So we have a spectrum. At one pole, you have the blue pill. At the other pole, you have the black pill. Nobody really claims the blue pill. It's just sort of a name for people who are unaware of what's going on or who are in denial of what's going on. They deny that there is a problem with men or with society in the first place, everything's going good. Then going down a little bit, you have people that acknowledge there is a problem, understand what's going on, but they favor explanations or solutions to this problem that are still counter to the red pill. Um, It's important to mention that the red pill is largely a a very right-wing ideology. Thank you. See, a lot of niggas, look, I'm just going to keep it real with y'all, man. As a black guy, I don't align specifically with black guys, if this makes sense. Meaning, if I'm around like-minded people, then I'm cool. Don't matter what the fu- who the fuck you look like. So the political aspect kind of fucks over the image. Trump is a is a is is a savage, right? Like we know Trump is a piece of shit. Like we know this, but. We also know that he was a better president than than like the past. I don't even want to talk about this shit. <clears throat> but there's a lot of guys who don't consider themselves right wing. There's a lot of guys uh, within the black pill. A lot of those guys don't give a shit about politics at all. And I can respect that. But um, over here, I mean, I don't talk about it often. But, you know, Trump was that nigga, dude. I can't even lie to y'all like it became difficult as I gotten deeper into politics because Obama was sort of my introduction. I voted for Obama 2008. Didn't know much about politics. I I knew Democrats and Republicans. I knew that, but then I just educated myself more on like the belief system or just the ideology or just, you know, uh, conservative and liberal. And I just came to the conclusion that I was more on the right side of things. Doesn't make me better than anybody. 
I mean, it's a conversation to have with people who would who would assume that because of my appearance that I belong to a particular uh, a particular uh, lefty organization or some sort of, uh, you know, I, I support Obama and all this other shit because that's identity politics. And it's an easy game that a lot of these liberals play on blacks because they know that if a black person, if more black people were to be aligned or were to talk on a more conservative level rather than the typical handouts, you know, me, 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 victim mentality of the left coming from people of color, then it's different. You know, a lot of those people, they're not prepared to deal with blacks who are more conservative. You know what I mean? They're they're not ready for that. That's why any motherfucking, any white person that wants to have a conversation politically, I have to warn them of, you know, what side I'm aligned with. You know, I'm not playing that victimhood shit. I'm not taking no handouts from y'all niggas. I work for my money. You feel me? I work for my money. Fuck all that shit. Other guys, you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's a it's a terrible thing because it's the mentality of a lot of these people. You know what I'm saying? It's the mentality of a lot of these people who are the influencers. It's ironic that one group of white people can tell you that white people are racist without most black people putting two and two together and realizing the person that's saying that just so happens to be white. There's a lot of self-hatred today. It's a lot of self-hatred. Whatever white guilt that a lot of these caucasoids believe in, it's hitting them heavy. But then again, we all know the, we all know the scheme with black lives matter. You see what I mean? We, we know what, what took place. You know what I mean? It's out there. So on top of that, being a fucking political propaganda machine for, you know, Biden and Kamala Harris, <clears throat> it's simple shit that people can just pick up on. But because blacks, black folks, we are sort of like destined or sort of born on one side of the spectrum. Most black men, I can say boldly, most black men are conservative. It may not jump. It may. It may not go down directly to uh, politics, but it can break down to uh, conversations like abortion, conversations like immigration. Mm. You know, most most black men are essentially conservative. Given the opportunity, if they could, if they could make money without dealing with um, the government directly, they will do so. I don't believe in big governments. I, I'm like big governments scare the shit out of me. I think of like fucking like cameras and shit and like insects. You know what I mean? CIA got like insects and shit with with infrared cameras. Shit shooting in 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 eight in in eight K. You know what I'm saying? Like this this is the type of shit that bothers me. So just on that alone, I I think a lot of guys would just say. Well, a lot of guys will admit now that, you know, Trump, like, yeah, he's an asshole. He's a bad person. But wow, 
compared to who we have now. The conflict, right? The gas prices, huh? Um, with the unemployment, I never really checked out the unemployment. But most of us in the space are essentially more right leaning. I wouldn't say straight up conservative. I'm not. I would. I'm not straight up conservative. I. But when it breaks down to it, um, and I wouldn't consider myself directly a Republican either. I acknowledge the history of the Republicans, uh, the free slaves and the caucasoids that wanted to abolish slavery, formed the Democrat. I mean, formed uh, the Republican Party. So a lot of black folks, they we have been taught. We haven't been taught this shit. It's all hidden. <clears throat> we haven't been taught this shit. You know, Abraham Lincoln, a lot of niggas know about Lincoln. I think Lincoln's a cool ass nigga because Lincoln dealt with depression. And he he had letters that he would write to his family and shit, and it would talk about the depression he would go through. And you got to think, at that time, there was no real escape. Like, his phone, uh, there's no phone. See what I mean? So his letters was his phone. You know, his connection to his family was through those letters. And I've read a couple growing up, <clears throat> and... It was interesting to me. It was fascinating to see a president's true thoughts at that time of conflict, dealing with the Civil War, Gettysburg, and all that crazy shit. Is Gettysburg during the Civil War? Let me stop talking. It's according to the way politics have organized themselves right now. If you ask somebody if they're red pill and they say yes, there's pretty much no shot they're they're going to be um, culturally liberal. Next up, we have the red pill, which is uh, so massive and hard to define. But I'll just do it anyways. It's um it's the acknowledgement of all these problems, but also the belief that you can fix them. And um, it advocates for things like embracing your masculinity. People in the red pill believe um, modern men are not masculine and modern women are way too masculine. I'm still looking at it through the lens of gender dynamics because that's how it started, but the red pill has ascended that. Anyways, let's go down to the black pill. The black pill hasn't really gotten as large as the red pill, and it's still limited to topics of dating, pretty much. Niggas is on a come up now. I will correct you with that. <clears throat> These niggas out here that's on that black pill shit, they're on a come up. And the reason why they're on a come up is the most logical explanation, right? There's more men that can relate to throwing in the towel, reconsidering going online, dating, while the red pill kind of tells you, yo, go online, max out, do this, do that. Uh, have a good personality, all these other things that get thrown into it. I think... More of the youth, even even adults like myself, 33 years of age, I can I can relate to a lot of things that uh, these black pill content creators talk about. I don't have to agree with all of it, just like I don't have to agree with a lot of red pill shit because the red pill shit, like I said, is watered down fucking PUA. Turned into fucking dating coaches still selling you courses, but having it almost like monopolizing it in, in a sense of, well, you can get good wealth with this program. You can get, uh, you can learn, you can learn a good workout with this program. You can learn pickup on this side. You can learn how to keep a woman on this side. And it's just all discombobulated. Regardless of what 
what is out there. I, I generally believe that a lot of the self-development and the self-improvement aspect is completely taken out of the equation. And when I say self-development versus self-improvement, self-development is being more introspective. Self-improvement is just going to the fucking gym, in my opinion. Like self-development. Matter of fact, let's, let's, let's check something out real quick. Here's the definition of development, the process of developing or being developed. The process of starting to experience or suffer from an, wait, wow, interesting. The process of starting to experience or suffer from and from a feeling. The process of starting to experience or suffer from a feeling development. It's interesting. That's more of the definition that I would I would talk about. Because development and being introspective is going back. It's not literally going back into those relationships. So don't take it that way. It's thinking back to when you were in those relationships and realizing how bad or how possibly good the relationship was. But you really want to point out the bad because that's going to give you more. I think that will just give you more room to just realize that, yeah, I'm not really ready for relationships. Maybe I should focus on improving, self-improvement. Or you can learn from those mistakes. Like every every mistake that you make should be a learning experience. I really believe that. That's why a lot of times I'll be down and depressed because I'll think about all the times that I fucked up all the times in life that I was just wasting time and wasn't just out here grinding any way that I fucking can. Um, Being a wage slave is just a part of the fucking game. I can complain about it, but then I would be broke if I didn't have it. And then I wouldn't have shit. See what I mean? So it's like, I kind of just have to, you kind of just have to deal with what you have and, and hopes that things can get better. But at the same time, have that attitude and, and have that intestinal fortitude to take a loss. Sometimes sometimes you got to throw in a towel just to re-strategize. Other times you just got to throw in a towel indefinite. Dealing with a lot of these bitches is throwing in the towel indefinite. Okay? For the most part, the black bill also acknowledges all these problems, whatever, but it is the mindset that it's pretty much over for a lot of men who are average or below average. Um, it's this heavy focus on genetic and slightly above average. Don't forget above average does count as well. Determinism and the way you look having the biggest impact on your dating life and it also extends to your life in general. The red pill and the black pill both agree on this idea of hypergamy, uh, which is pretty much where women date up. Uh, They want the top 20% of men pretty much exclusively because they face the burdens of reproduction, so they're more selective. But one of the biggest differences is that people who subscribe to the red pill would say that any man could get to the top 20% 
20% if they put in enough effort, um, enough work into themselves. While the black bill would say it's not possible for everyone, it's a largely genetic distinction. Now, it's obvious that by definition, not every man could get into the top 20% technically, but I think the red pill says there's, there's so little competition um, and so little people who will genuinely work hard for a long amount of time that allows you to get into this top 20%. So that brings the question, which pill is right? And uh, I don't know. I'm actually ashamed I know what any of this is. But in my opinion, nobody on the internet is going to be able to accurately prescribe why you're unable to get bitches. That's going to take some introspection on Ooh. your part. Okay. See? This young man knows what the fuck he's talking about, right? It could be for so many reasons, intrinsic or extrinsic, in your control, out of your control. It's probably a combination of all sorts of things. The way the black pill focuses on looks and the belief that looks are very important is low-key what a lot of people intrinsically think anyway. When you see a hot person and an ugly person together, you're kind of like, wait, this doesn't add up what's going on here and it makes sense you know studies show that people judge each other within one tenth of a second when you see somebody you have judged them within one tenth of a second like that and the whole idea that beauty is subjective has been scientifically proven to be false beauty is not subjective it's hardwired into our brains um it's lightly subjective it's like do you prefer the tall blonde guy with broad shoulders, a symmetrical face, a nice jawline, and nice eyes? Or do you prefer the tall, light-skinned guy with curly hair who has the broad jaw, broad shoulders, nice jawline? Like, it's, it's all the same shit. It's just, like, little, little tiny differences in type. Hair color, sense of style, shit like that. The genetic, what we find genetically attractive stays the same. But anyways, most people inside how they feel they know how uh, important looks and genetics are it's just that when guys start to vocalize how frustrated they are um or start acting like a victim or saying they give up that's when people everybody gets mad at them like suddenly it's not a problem and genetics don't matter anymore all these guys just need to take showers and drink more water and then bitches will appear i think it's a bit of a double standard considering a lot of other things that we take seriously oh now all of a sudden None of this, now all of a sudden looks don't matter. All of a sudden dating, which is literally about discriminating between people, is completely fair and everyone can make I mean, like, look, a lot of guys will just say, oh, you're bitching, stop bitching. If you think about it, he's making a fucking point. See, a fucking guy who's genetically superior, okay? A fucking, a fucking gladiator, a man with, like, gladiator specimens, is looking at a lot of these guys like, yo, stop bitching, man. Just go to the gym. You know, lift weights, bro, this and that. But if you got a fucked up face, I mean, like, dude, come on. It's always like the suit. It's always like these, like, like well-off chads and shit that are telling guys like, yo, even anybody can do this. You know, I can do it. You can do it. It's like, nah, dude, you got the jawline and everything popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't skip over genetics. 
You can't skip over genetics. You cannot. You cannot. Don't even try. You see what I mean? Like, don't even try to just forget about the genetic aspect. Especially, like the guy mentioned, when you're dealing with dating apps that go on looks, then yeah, that's 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 what it is. That's legitimately what it becomes. Either you got it or you don't. Because like I've always said, you cannot display a personality on a dating app. But, you know, it's not true. There have always been incels. Not all men are able to reproduce. There always will be incels. It's a biological fact. All of a sudden, everything's fair and people aren't born with completely different opportunities in life based off factors out of their control. And then again, I know where all of it comes from. It's because dudes go and shoot up places and then they claim incel. So it gets kind of hard to defend them. And there are some times, like the last tragedy in the UK, where the, the whole incel thing is really shoehorned in. Like the guy who did that wasn't even an incel. But there, there definitely are some, like, there are some times where that was the whole thing was the guy was an incel and he did it and then he did it because he couldn't get bit. But here's the thing. It would make sense if a lot of school shooters are incels, but that doesn't mean a lot of incels are school shooters. Because again, 40% of men are incels and 40% of men can't be school shooters. At that point, you wouldn't even be able to go outside. I would have to keep all my hoes and bitches inside. Actually, I do that anyways. <laughs> Stay in the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? But also... <laughs> oh yo this nigga's a fucking this nigga's a fucking maniac man say it i don't think these guys are necessarily entitled for being frustrated and lonely there's this whole thing about looks or personality but the thing is looks and personality are inseparable in many ways firstly we attribute positive qualities to people who are attractive it's called the halo effect or it's a specific uh, manifestation of the halo effect i know in my personal experience i was a very late bloomer i used to be short and ugly but the thing is back when i was short and ugly i was also awkward and shy and sort of weird so it's hard for me to isolate those variables but what i realized looking back in my experience is that once i hit puberty and hit a little bit of a glow up right i suddenly became much less weird and more outgoing and uh talkative and somewhat more charismatic to people and it made me think huh it didn't just, my, my temperament didn't just fucking change out of nowhere. What changed is the way people received me. There's also a psychological term called the Pygmalion effect, where people's perception of you influences how you behave, right? Your perception of yourself. So you get different body language cues. You have no idea how important a warm smile is. Receiving a warm smile is to opening you up and making you more confident. Right. And before I didn't get that, I just wanted to elaborate on this point a little bit more, go into more detail over quarantine is when I went from a goblin to being somewhat fuckable. Right. And over quarantine, I obviously didn't have much social contact. So quarantine sort of ended and I looked different. 
and I went outside. I was at school and I remember a girl looked at me. She had open body language and she smiled. And it was so frictionless, so effortless, just sort of reflexive. I just said, hi. Like I just started a conversation so easily. And before that was such a, I, before I was so in my head about these things. But- what he's pretty much talking about guys is something within the pickup. I wouldn't even say pickup. It is using pickup. Like there are, like, let me, let me just be honest, right? There's pickup artists that are just simply entertaining, dude. Like I, there's I forgot the one guy, but there's this guy who's just been calling these niggas out, but he's a pickup artist. So his claim to fame is my shit really works. These guys are fucking frauds, and I'm going to expose all of them. And it's great. It's the best thing ever. It's almost like what Anthony the Dream Johnson is doing, and I gotta point this out because. When you work alongside a guys blindly, you know nothing about them. And the 21 studios that people know before the Rolo situation and anything of that nature and uh, Rule Zero, Splitting, Red Man Group, like, they were all incohesive, right? Now, if one guy is, like, burying every guy that he's worked with, it, it looks fishy. And I'm always against these sort of conventions. I have to be honest. I find them very cringe. But there are some people that that have excellent um, speeches. And the shit they talk about is, is very... It's worth listening to. I'm not going to lie. I think you would have to really point out or you would have to go through a lot of fucking lames that are on there, though. A lot of, like, boomers that are out of touch with, with what we're going through today. That's just always going to be generational. It's always going to be generational. It's not it's not as if. Like, let let me explain it like this. We don't know anything about the 50s, right? The only thing we would know is by fucking doing the research and learning about the 50s. Right. We haven't experienced it. We can talk everything. We can bring up all of the situations that occurred all of the tragic events, all of the positive events. But since we never literally lived through it, we don't know shit about it. So I feel that is the same when it comes to um, this is the same when it comes to things like any form of like the red pill today, right? Because of women's perceptions or her perspective of the red pill and soy boys who find it just to be toxic and bad. It's always going to be seen as mostly negative at this point. There's going to be only a few guys that's talking about the harsh realities, a few guys that are actually giving other people credit, a few guys who are just speaking their fucking mind and who's not really trying to get anything out of it. See what I mean? And the rest, it's it's been diluted. So like I said, PUAs, PUAs came, fucked it up. So-called dating coaches, dating experts, female dating experts, female dating coaches, all this other shambolic tomfoolery just fucked it all up. When I received that cue, it was just instant. I didn't have to try. My bad. Indicators of interest. That's what I was getting to. 
he he picked up on indicators of interest. It just so happened that he gotten himself in better shape during the quarantine and did all this other shit. So he gotten him he's he's up he's upgraded himself. So now that he's upgraded himself, he goes out into the world. A woman notices, smiles. Oh, that's an indicator of interest. Let me go and conversate. See, that's not really pickup art. I'm gonna tell you why. That's not like cold approaching where you're just going up to a bitch while she's reading a book or while she's grabbing groceries. She's looking at you, acknowledging you, and you take that action. It's just a lot of guys won't really get that if they're not putting in any effort in themselves unless they're like born fucking chads. I at all. But at the time, I didn't even realize it. But after class, when I was driving home, I was like, oh, shit, that's the first time that happened to me. I get it now. I get how all this happens. Like, how do you develop game? You have experience in the first place. How do you have experience, you know, from a young kid is you get positive signals. There's there's something to it. And you can always share big examples that go against this. But here's the real thing. Here's the real black pill. I think getting laid in itself isn't that hard. There are a lot of girls now who just they just give it away. They're just having fun. They're hoes. They don't give a fuck. And that's cool. Whatever. I'm not here to judge. Some of them are at the point where they're not really picky anymore about who they give it up to. If you're at the right place in the right time, you can get some even if you're ugly. The real black pill is about keeping and maintaining relationships. In these relationships where there's an ugly guy and a hot girl, the girl has all the power because she knows the guy has no other options. So it's honestly like it's not even advantageous for him at this point. He's getting wrong walked all over and I don't mean like she's I don't mean she's just not giving him affection like that's the only thing women are good for no she's not nice to him she doesn't do anything for him she adds nothing to his life she doesn't support him emotionally and he's over here paying for her buying her gifts doing all this shit but she gives none of it back maybe every once in a while a little hand job bro you think that disproves the black pill seeing an ugly guy with a hot girl no no that's proof that's further proof if you look if you think about it if you look deep under the surface not just oh ugly guy hot girl bro do you see the dynamics of the relationship this guy is ahead of his fucking time okay this is a young man gerbert johnson a young man and he's just talking he doesn't the fucked up part about it is if you really it's either two things that this nigga does he either just has the information offhand or he just dug up like a large amount of research and just dropped it all in a video. It's very excellent. You know what I mean? I don't even think we're going to be able to go through all of this shit. I'm talking too fucking much. We could go through this. We're just about halfway, but we can go. Yeah, we're going to keep going. We're already an hour in. Yeah, fuck it. It's abusive. It's an abusive relationship because she's insecure, so she doesn't want to find someone she's actually attracted to. She wants to cling on to somebody who is desperate for her and abuse them. Real shit. Here's what my claim is. You have to be physically attractive to your partner to keep a relationship. The attraction has to stay there. And yes, I know looks fade and all of that. That's something that all these people say when they try to cope out of admitting their very basic human nature. Oh, looks fade. That's why I don't care about looks, bro. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Have you ever thought about why looks matter? It's because they're an indication of good genetics. 
and genetics matter because you pass those bitches down to your offspring. Because as we've already established, genetics clearly matter when it comes to how you do in the world. And you want your kid to do good, don't you? So you want your kid to have good genetics. Even if you don't want to have kids, you're still driven by, that. that's what your conception of looks is about. And you don't have kids when you're elderly and your looks have faded. And then by that time, if your relationship has lasted that long, you're pretty dependent on each other. Not in a bad way, it can be a beautiful thing. You, you're, you're two peas in a pod. You live together, you love each other. If you're over... What he's kind of explaining is sort of the era before Facebook, the era before social media. So this era would include, like, no internet. Well, if, even if there was internet, there's nothing that instantly connects to people. So these people would have to go out there and meet one another. They couldn't just sit back, go on Instagram or go on a dating app. No, they had to go out there. So when two average people met, two average people would usually be together. There's no, um, there's no insecurities of a man if he's good enough, if he's that, because he sees a woman who's just about in the same range. And things usually work out fine in that condition. Today, a bitch who's like a five and below, a bitch who really ain't shit on a physical level, she's going to have the expectations of an eight or nine. She's going to actually even have eight or nines as options. But what she doesn't realize is those eight or nines don't want her in the long term. They want the bitch for one night. And bitches know this in a lot of ways, but she'll do it anyway. The problem is they'll find a good guy, a guy that actually treats them with respect, and they'll treat them like shit. Worst of all, they'll make them niggas go through you know, hurdles, all types of shit. Have niggas doing jumping jacks. You know what I mean? Burp ups, chin ups and shit. They got niggas doing all types of fuckery. Good guys, right? Have a good guy take a bitch out four or five dates. She know damn well she getting piped down or she piped another guy just off attraction. You may you may be just good enough on an attraction level, but you appear to actually be genuine. Oh, a bitch is going to run all over you, dog. Bitch is going to run all over you. Going to run full game on you. Use you for rides. You you get you, you hear a lot of these stories. There should be more stories. There should be more stories with fucking beta males and fucking beta male orbiters, beta male providers who did things for women just just on the hopes of not even just fucking her, of like being with her. Like these guys get infatuated over these bitches, taking these bitches places, buying these bitches shit, and these bitches ain't even kissing them on the cheek. It's a fucking embarrassment. These are the guys who are desperate enough to get into these these fucking dating apps and they get annihilated by the black pill, by the truth, the harsh realities. You know what I mean? Red pill on fucking steroids. Or six foot and you're attractive and you've always pretty much been that way. I don't really want to hear your input about this shit, by the way, because you just don't you live in a different reality. OK, I, the only reason I care about this is because I've seen sort of both sides. Right. And I'm certain people who tell these guys to just do this and that are those who lack perspective because they think you can just summon up confidence out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Genetics are a very big part of dating. And if anybody denies this, I don't even know what to say to you. And 
ugly guys have it rough now, especially with the rise of online dating. There's also the data showing the growth of online dating, how more and more people are meeting through online dating. And all the same things can be applied to this chart. How it's, this one stopped in 2017, and this is a problem because online dating is very clearly only about looks. But it's also important to mention some of the other things that scored up top, bars and nightclubs, are just as shallow as online dating. What used to place high, met through friends, that's the ideal way to do it. Through a social circle, you meet somebody. That's kind of the most natural way to find a relationship, but it's gone down the shitter. If you look at any of these incel documentaries, it will always just be white dudes who, um, they're not even that ugly. By the way, did I play that shit? I don't even think I did the Shy Guys, uh, the Shy Boys uh, episode, where I went over uh, a documentary about these guys who were incels, but this was like some vintage shit. Like, this is shit that is almost unheard of because I believe that that shit came out a while ago. So, incel was apparently mentioned for a while now. Apparently. I didn't know anything about it until like 2015, 16. And that was before I fucking ruined a portion of my life by getting into a relationship with uh, a female that was a waste of time. I'll, I'll just refrain myself from using harsh language when it comes to this bitch. I use bitch universally, so I'll get away with that. Um, the problem is... And like I've always stated, it is in its incels too, right? Incels, some incels pedestalize pussy, and then other incels pedestalize companionship. If this makes sense. Like they're just looking for an equal. In a lot of cases, even niggas who are just ba down bad genetically, right? They're just looking for a bitch who's down bad. Equality, right? That's what that's what a lot of incels are looking for. Then there's other incels that just look for pussy. They're sex crazed. And it's growing. The male virginity rate is growing. I don't think a lot of guys who are incels should be MGTOW. I'm gonna say that again. I don't think guys who are incels should be MGTOW. You got to go out there and get some type of pussy, dog. Like, that's just for me. I'm being real with you. Even if you become me later on in life, and you just... A part of you wants the relationship, but you also have to, like, snap yourself out of just the reality of constantly being on social media and constantly seeing other people live their lives. You kind of have to get to a point where you shut that shit down temporarily and focus on what you got to do. So if you're that guy who wants to be in, in a relationship, you, you kind of would have to cancel all the other shit out. But then again, that would involve what he said, a social circle, which today is almost embarrassingly like impossible, right? Because everybody's cooped up. Guys like myself are just working 10 hours. Shit. Well, not 10 hours. Is it 10 hours? Wait, 8.15, 9.15, 10, 15, 11, 15, 12, 15, 1, 15, 2, 15, 3, 15, 4, 15, um, nine hours and 15 minutes, you know, working nine hour, 15 minute days, 
even in the morning time, I'm 33 years old, nigga. I'm, I'm an old nigga at this point. You feel me? So now I'll just I'll just stay at where I'm at. Ironically enough, unironically enough, because it's a comfortable position. I'm not far from where I'm at. And it is what it is. Uh, my mind is always thinking on better opportunities and better ways of doing shit. I've already mentioned Elon Musk. Shout out to Elon Musk. I want I want the uh, boxable homes. I want like two of them. Matter of fact, my goal ultimately will get, will, will start off with two, because I know with two I can make a nice pad with that, like a little flat, off of two boxable homes. Y'all gotta look this shit up. This is the future. Niggas like niggas like this guy, Gerber Johnson. And niggas like Elon Musk are in the future right now. It's just we haven't caught up. I'm starting to glance this shit and I'm realizing like, yo, this nigga is like, like the little boxable homes. They're going out for like 10 G's. They start off 10 G's. I need like two of them to really have a, a flat. And then I would I would invest. Or I would just continue to like grind and come up with money to get two more. I would I would build I would build a mini struggle mansion out of boxable homes. If y'all niggas don't know what boxable homes is, look that shit up. I want one of those, but I want that in like a an area outside of where I'm at and just some land. If I can use somebody's land, drop that shit off somewhere like bam. But I think guys today... It's, it's a cope. Like I said, guys, niggas know, a real nigga knows within this space, there's a lot of coping going on. And I've always been a person in the past that would point these people out as fucking normies and bad people, not bad people, but just dumb people. But then I thought about to cope, right, to deal with something or have a way of dealing with something, especially if it's a a non-healthy way of doing something. That includes ranting. Bitches ain't shit. That includes saying things like that. Because on the opposite end, on the opposing end, men are trash, kill all men. Like, come on, man. You you can't you can't say what I'm saying is wrong when on the opposite end, they're saying things twice as bad. And I always separate I've always separated you know, modern women, bitches and hoes, 304s and, and schizoids to just women. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there are, they are just women, but they are like the extreme, um, non-datable, non-approachable type bitch. You feel me? What's going to get his dick out? That's what he does. Gets his dick out, shits his pants. Disgrace. He's shitting his pants. Fucking disgrace. <laughs> disgrace. And this was a, a hit piece by Vice, because you know Vice loves these groups. They love these uh, these groups who are in this male space. They love them so much that they just spend time like radicalizing them. They make them seem like just school shooters of the of the of the next generation, and it's such bullshit. These guys, what they need is support. Number one. And I can't I can support incels on the fact that they're in the space, which I do. Do I roast a lot of these incels? Sure. Why not? You know, what I mean, motherfuckers can roast me. We I grew up in an environment where niggas roasted each other. See what I mean? 
But I, I think it's I think it's pretty fucked up. I think the whole situation is fucked up. It's it's guys going against their human nature as a man to be with women, to look for women, but it's based on the realities given to the man by women. You gotta have this, you gotta have that, you gotta be you gotta be uh, six feet foot tall, six pack abs, you know the rest. Gotta have all that. Six figure income, all that. Six plus packing. Gotta be packing a, a six shooter. You know what I'm saying? To blow her back out. You know, a lot of these bitches that talk like this, and I've lived a little bit, a lot of bitches that talk like this, it's either two conclusions you come up with. Either they're just talking shit and they're not really about that action, which you're not, they're not taking, they're not taking it. They're not taking it. I'll just leave it at that. They're not taking it. See what I mean? They talk all this shit. Either they're not taking it or they've taken too much and they're back and there, there's no walls. I'm not going to get too graphic here, but there's no walls within the structure. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, fuck the bullshit. Like, most guys on average, it was the average, like four. Wait, let me see. This is kind of like a no homo moment. inches. According to science, according to the team's analysis, the average flaccid, pendulous penis is 9.16 centimeters in length. The average erect penis is 13.12 centimeters to 5.16 inches long. All right. Um, I'm glad they didn't go over the girth. That's funny. But that's very interesting. Um, Yeah. There it is. So, by like a bitch will take what is that? I can't even. I'm not even good with measurement. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. Like less less than an inch is not enough for her. Okay, this is how you know these bitches are complete schizoids or they're capping. Either they're schizoids or they're capping. Okay, trust me. Now, I don't even know how bitches break down dick in the term of what one is more sufficient. Because a woman who's not out there hoeing like that, she's not going to be she's not going to be like, you know, an inch, an inch cell. I'm going to call her an inch cell. She's celibate because she had too many small dicks. She's an inch. She's an inch cell. That's what she is. An inch cell. Never met too many women who would make or break or say they would make or break from that in particular, unless they're hoes. If they've had nothing but dick growing up, even in late teen years, she she's going to have a good amount of dick. So the lack of pair bonding already comes into play. Now it's just dicks. You know what I'm saying? So she's always looking for the biggest one, all this. Because she's blown out. She's completely shot out. Guys guys are afraid to talk like this because, you know, you get canceled and shit. I don't give a fuck about all that. I'm not selling nothing. I don't give a fuck. I'm not selling nothing. So I'm going to talk this way. 
So I've never, like I said, I've never met bitches that will just say, oh, well, this guy isn't, you know, long enough for a long-term relationship. You'll, you'll never usually hear that. And bitches nowadays, they're hoes, and, and they're not even trying to go on to that relationship thing because they know that they have beta male providers that they can get attention, money, and all these things, gratification, with, without even fucking them because she can get her, she can get her dick on Tinder. She can get her sneaky link. She can get all these things that maybe her close friends know nothing about. Think about it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. This is what happens. <laughs> wow. But they're just, they're the incels that are on these documentaries and people in the comments will be like, oh my gosh, they have such a bad attitude. They're not even bad looking what's going on. And it, I, it's kind of weird how nobody seems to connect the dots that these guys are clearly not neurotypical. I don't have a job. I am ugly. So my value right now is zero. Have you approached many women? Oh, many. And what was the result? Rejection 100% of the time. <laughs> I would start talking to a girl and immediately she would give me fuck off signals. She would, you know, pull out her cell phone, just start texting her friends. And just hope I will go. All right, hold up. Let me uh do something with this fucking volume again. I, I hate this fucking phone. I really hate this phone. Shit fucking pisses me off so much. So fucking much. Like, what the fuck? All right. Put this volume down to where it should be at. Go back to here. Uh, I don't approach that much anymore because, you know, I've had over 1,000 rejections in real life, 2,000 rejections online, so that's 3,000 rejections total. <laughs> How many did you count in real life? I'm approximating. Uh, that's not a real word. We're redoing that. <laughs> Ask a question again. I aim as low as possible. I aim for obese women, ugly women, ideally ugly and obese. Like this guy genetically isn't very ugly. He's not short. He has the nice eyebrows, the blue eyes. If he worked out, got a haircut, did all that, his looks would be at the level. But he's just, he's retarded. His brain thinks differently. <laughs> Do you think that's his fault? Do you think he elected to be that way? And whether or not they're diagnosed with some sort of autism, you could clearly see how these guys are just on a social wavelength. And then think about how that uh, sort of isolated from their peers when they were younger and led to a negative feedback loop. And now they're where they are. It's, it's not about their looks, but is it not equally genetic or outside of their control? And the data shows that autistic men have a really, really hard time in dating. Autistic women don't really. I mean, have you seen Love on the Spectrum? All the autistic guys are like, this is my first date. I've never had a girlfriend before. And all the autistic girls are like swiping left on Tinder. What was the worst date you've been on? I have to be honest, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I've never actually been on a date before. I've been on dates many times. Like, what, 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 um, I think one of the worst is- Even autistic women, okay? Even autistic women. I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way. This is just facts. Have more of an opportunity for a fucking relationship and sexual experiences than a average functioning male. I'm not an average functioning male. 
I'm semi-retarded. I'll easily say that without a doubt. Um, ADD, ADHD, dude, I'm a fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm semi-fucking retarded myself. But I, I'm productive. You see what I mean? Like, so with guys who aren't and guys who are also unattractive, it is a double whammy, completely annihilated, no hopes. Like, don't try to approach bitches. Like, I'm not telling them to not to do that. That's just kind of what the outside would say looking at. Um, yeah, don't approach bitches. Don't, don't do any of that because you're not going to get anywhere. When you walk towards a bitch, a bitch will walk away. You see what I mean? Um, I can say I've seen, I've been on both sides of the field. Not, not to a point of being an incel, but a, a point of knowing that women are attracted to me and women are not attracted to me. Right. Um, Once, once guys, once these guys really, it's not like you got to go out there and get game, this and that. No, you know, do what the fuck you do. Do what you do. Be happy doing it. Just be, just be content doing it. But anyway, we're about to, uh, we're about to wrap this shit up because it's already close to an hour and 30 minutes in 704. I'm hungry. I didn't eat anything. Um, after I eat, I have to pretty much reprogram my mind, body, and spirit to this weekly grind that I'm doing. And it is what it is. Like I said, today wasn't today was a very productive day. I wouldn't say it was a good day, but I def I definitely wouldn't say it was a bad day. It was just another day at the job, being a wage slave, doing what you got to do. Or as I would put it, life of a custodian. You know what I mean? Life of a bottom feeder. You know what I mean? When it comes to any infrastructure, um, if there's custodians there or if there's maintenance guys there, they're at the fucking bottom. Like, they're literally at the bottom. It almost reminds me of, like, what it's like. Because I'll still, there will still be, like, women there that that have a way of communicating where I kind of know that it's like semi inappropriate for a woman to say the things that they say it's usually semi inappropriate and I don't I don't get mad at them for saying it it's just I always think like how ass backwards shit is because like you'll never hear a guy say well I was very uncomfortable with that you know what I'm saying like bitch starts talking sexual to you go wow you know what uh, can we change this conversation? Like, I'm I'm not really comfortable with this. You'll you'll rarely hear a guy say this shit. A woman. That's why in a lot of cases with me at the workplace, I kind of stated myself. I fucked up my headphones today, which is fucked up. Sad. Now I gotta find another pair of headphones. But it's just a, it's another day, man. It's another day, and like I always say. In the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Support the content creators that I mentioned, and I'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Signing out. Peace.